There's a lot of resources available through the state, and we're just trying to help families become educated on that. It removes the stress when you get to the moment because there's already a lot going on with the whole college experience. Why not remove as much of the financial stress as we can? Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening in as we talk with leaders in our community. Welcome, Luke Miner, WA529. Thanks so much, Lori. Really appreciate you having us on. We always like to talk about the Washington College Savings Plans. You said you've got some new things for us, so let's start out with what WA529 is, and then we'll go into the different plans. State of Washington offers two great programs to help families save for future college expenses. One is called the Guaranteed Education Tuition, or GET program. Many families might be familiar with it. It's been around for 25 years, helping families prepay future college costs. Now, the Dream Ahead Investment Plan is a little bit newer. It's about five years old now. And that is an investment-based college savings plan that provides lots of flexibility, customizability, so families can set an investment strategy to save for future college expenses. Now, these two programs differ in how they work, but they're both offered by the state, and they both feature a tax benefit. So any money you save in these accounts grows tax-free and remains tax-free when you use it for qualified expenses. And so those qualified expenses over time have gotten more broad in nature. We call them college savings plans, but there's a whole lot more uses you can put than just your traditional college experience that you can put these funds towards. So really you can think of them as education and career training savings vehicles that can help a young child from birth um, save money for their future college expenses, or even an an adult who wants to save money for themselves to uh, further their education, uh, get some technical training, get a new certificate, to be able to skill up and move into a dream job they've been looking to pursue. I love that it flips the switch on, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to be in debt forever. It gives you the chance to be proactive. That's exactly right. And that is our number one target is to help families reduce future student loan debt. Because as we know, the the statistics are staggering and uh, over a a trillion in national student loan debt. And it's one of the biggest forms of debt that families have outside of uh, their home mortgage. And so what better way to head, like you said, head that off in the first place, start because you can start small and add up over time. So the earlier you get started when a child is young, the more time you have to have your savings working for you so that you don't have to figure out how you're going to come up with this big expense in the last minute or have to fund too much of it through student loans to where it gives the student a big debt burden coming out of school. If you have somebody that you care about, a niece or a nephew or a grandchild, it doesn't have to be the parent that sets this up. That's exactly right. These programs are very flexible in who can own the account and who can be the beneficiary of an account. It is very typical, most common for a parent to open that for their child. But like you said, we can have grandparents, we can have aunts and uncles, an adoptive parent, a foster parent, anyone who has a child in their life that they want to help invest in their future success can open an account for a child. And again, it's not just for children. It's for, can be teenagers. If you've gotten a late start, there are some options available to you or adults who want to pay, fund their own education. They're thinking in a couple of years, I want to go back and I want to get uh, finished that four-year degree. I want to get an advanced degree or I want to retool and I want to go through an apprenticeship program and learn a trade. There's all those types of expenses you can use these plans for. And you said there were some new changes. I talked a little bit about these qualified expenses. So the, the ways in which you can use the money you've saved, you'll keep that tax benefit of all the tax-free growth. Uh, if you don't use it for those expenses, you do lose that tax-free growth. So we always encourage families to first look for the qualified ways they can use it. And they're quite broad. You can do the traditional tuition, room and board, books and supplies at a community college, technical school, four-year university, graduate school. 
But you can also, more recently, they've added the ability to pay for apprenticeship programs uh, with these funds and certain certificate programs. So they're really flexible in how you can use them. But the question we get a lot is, okay, but what happens if my student doesn't end up using it for some reason? Maybe they get a full-ride scholarship, which we can all dream about. <laughs> um, or you know, they, they, maybe they've gotten some other assistance through a paid apprenticeship or internship program, and, and they just don't end up needing it. There's a lot of ways in which families can use it. So traditionally, we've said you can transfer it to a family member, and there's no tax consequence there. You can save it to see if the student changes their mind. But new, the new thing beginning in January of 2024 is now families will have the ability to roll that money into a Roth IRA account to get a student's retirement savings started at a young age. And so what better alternative way to use your funds that you've been saving over all these years and that have grown over time than to jumpstart your student's retirement? Now, these are college savings uh, tools, and they're not intended to help you uh, save for your retirement. But so we, so we don't encourage families to use it as a proactive retirement savings strategy. There are other tools for that, but it gives the families, it should give families a peace of mind that if their student doesn't end up using it for education, hey, they can roll it over to a Roth IRA. And that's beginning in January of 2024. There are some very specific rules about it. So anyone looking at 529s because of that benefit will want to consult with a tax advisor for sure. And that's so good to know because I think that would be a concern. What if my kid doesn't go to college or what if they get everything paid for? So we talked about the fact that it's very flexible. So a lot of people think college and they think we, we often have one image that comes to mind. It's that for your university experience. So the first thing is there's a broad variety of uses you can use them for that we talked about. The second thing is you can they're transferable. You can transfer the funds to a family member of the original student. And again, there's no tax penalty for that. Uh, and then ult- ultimately, you can hold on, see if the student changes their mind. And then we talked about those options to, to roll it over, such as into a Roth. What does happen if you just decide to take the money and buy your student a car? Um, there will be tax penalties associated with that if it's not the qualified expense or qualified rollover. Uh, but all that uh, tax would come out on the gain. So the original principal you've saved is not, that's already post-tax dollars you're putting in. You're not getting penalized. You are still accessing the growth in your account, anything that uh, has grown over time. But then that growth part is what becomes taxable if you don't use it. So a lot of families, I think, have a misperception that if I save it for the specific purpose and I don't use it for that, I just lose my money or something bad happens. And that's not the case. It's like, Obviously, you get the most benefit when you use it for the intended purpose, and that's the kind of the carrot, the the tax benefit you get to keep. But taxes and penalties would apply on the growth if you didn't use it for the qualified purposes or transfer it in a way that was uh, tax-free. And what I love is that you put this all to work in your family with your little girl. Yeah, that's right. Uh, my daughter, Hope, is three and a half years old now and uh, keeping us quite busy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we got busy even before she was born opening a get account first. Um, and we actually didn't even know uh, she was on the way at the time. We opened it, and I opened the account in my name. We were having nieces and nephews at the time. It's like, well, I'd like to jumpstart this family savings for somebody and then model that for you know my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and everything. And then, um, then we found out we were going to be expecting, and so we ultimately put that account in my daughter's name and have been saving since before she was born. And then we also did open a Dream Ahead account, too. So we were saving through both programs. Uh, And that's an important point for families is you may be torn on whether you like get, which we haven't broken down yet, but it's called a prepaid tuition plan. It's kind of like tuition insurance. And then you have Dream Ahead, which is more of the 
if you think about a 401k retirement plan, a lot of the investment options look like the options you'd find in that kind of plan. They're investment-based. You do bear the risk as the saver rather than the state. But it creates more tools for you, more customizability in your college savings. So we we did both, and families can do both. Um, and the other, importantly, too, um, my in-laws created accounts for all the um, their grandchildren, and we've been working together as a family on holidays, birthdays, that kind of thing, to contribute to these accounts that they've established for the kids. So um, that's that kind of takes a village mentality that we're all working together to help fund this future opportunity. And so, uh, yeah, it's worked out very well for us. And the nice thing is, again, it can be something, it doesn't have to be this big, huge burden, like tens of thousands of dollars you're plunking down at once. We want families to break it down into bite-sized pieces, do what they can comfortably afford. Think about special occasions where you'd be giving a gift anyway. Maybe you can still give a smaller gift, but you can supplement that with a contribution to a college savings account for your niece, nephew, grandchild, or just any other student in your life that you want to help have that opportunity in the future. I can't imagine what it must feel like as a parent to have your child get closer to that college and you don't have all that stress of, we can't afford it. Yeah, and and that's the number one thing we hear from families who have used the program. It's sure they think that what we offer is great, but they're most proud of themselves and the efforts they've made. And obviously their student, like the things they've helped them achieve through those efforts. It's kind of removes that kind of building right from the get-go, this college-going mentality of what do you want to pursue? How can we help you get there? Rather than we're not sure if we're going to be able to like help you pursue those dreams. And it is a really powerful thing to to start that early as you can and save for that child and, and set them up for that future success. And again, ultimately with the goal of coming out of school with as little student debt as you can afford. You know, student loans aren't inherently a bad thing. We just know that the debt burden for students these days is getting too high, and we're trying to help families reduce their reliance on those things. So we're talking with Luke Miner, WA529, the college savings plan. So can you break down the two for us a little bit? First thing I'll say, too, is the easiest way to compare the two plans is go to 529.wa.gov. And you can compare both Get and Dream Ahead and just learn about what 529 plans are in general. We'll start with the similarities. They both get the federal tax benefit on any earnings in the account. And that is a signature feature of what we call 529 plans. And all 529 means is it's kind of like 401k. It refers to a part of the tax code that kind of outlines the rules around these programs. So 529, just think 529 equals college savings. Get and Dream Ahead are both 529 plans. But the, the differences start from there. So the Get program has been around for 25 years. It was created by the state legislature to create, to help families keep up with tuition inflation over the long term. So there have been various times in our state's history and across the country where college tuition was growing at a very fast rate, faster than inflation. So it was created around that time to help families start saving when children are young. So it was, again, kind of like tuition insurance. You're locking in a specific rate today. And then you have whatever amount of tuition you purchase covered up front. So if you bought one year of tuition at the University of Washington today and you your child's a newborn and you use it 18 years down the road, you've already prepaid for that. You don't have to pay any additional amount out of pocket for the tuition bill at, at UW. So that's kind of how the GET model works. We sell these tuition units. 100 units equals a year of tuition. The great thing is because they're unitized, um, you don't have to buy a whole year of tuition at once. You don't have to put down tens of thousands of dollars. You can make a monthly payment of you can open an account with as little as $25 and make a monthly payment, um, which is a very common way and a very successful strategy for families is just to set up that ongoing commitment and just keep funding it little bits over time. 
then so but get you know a lot of the first question people often have about get is because it's tied to University of Washington tuition what happens if my student doesn't do that and the good thing is as we talked about earlier get and dream ahead both can be used in a variety of ways so with get the value of your account is always going to be tied to Washington tuition but you can use it for expenses beyond tuition and at schools outside of Washington and for things that aren't even uh, the traditional college experience their apprenticeship programs trade schools that kind of thing now, switching gears to Dream Ahead, again, that is an investment-based 529 plan. Oh, before we get there, one important aspect about GET is that it's backed by the state of Washington. There's a guarantee. So even if we didn't have the funds available at some point in the future to pay for all of these benefits to students, the state of Washington would need to appropriate funds to cover that. So families are protected no matter what happens with the economy or the, the stock market. Now, Dream Ahead on the other side doesn't have that state guarantee, but instead what it has is investment options that are customizable depending on how risk-averse or risk-tolerant you are. So you could have a very conservative um, type of investment strategy that's in mainly bonds, or you could have a very aggressive one that's mainly in stocks. But you kind of get to set your own. You know, Many families are very familiar with having those types of options available in their retirement accounts and are comfortable bearing the market risk in the return for potentially higher returns. So again, we offer these as uh, to meet every type of saver's need. And again, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. Families can use both and save, save through both programs for the same student. If somebody decides they want to go to like a trade school or apprentice, then it can flip over. Yeah. And the it, nice thing, it's seamless. There's not any additional paperwork you need to fill out. We just need instructions, and it's very easy through an online tool for a family to send the money straight to a school, or they can reimburse themselves for expenses they've paid out of pocket. The important thing is for a family to always align their expenses within the same tax year. So if you've paid a bill for tools for an apprenticeship program out of pocket, like say just this month in November, um, you would want to make sure before the end of the year that you get your reimbursement in for those expenses so it all falls within the same tax year. So it's pretty straightforward. We make it easy for families to contribute, to save over time, and then ultimately put that money to use to fund whatever it is that the student is pursuing. It sounds like they've worked really hard to make the investor feel better about it because there we all know things can happen. And I even thought about that when I first heard about it. I was like, yeah, but what if your kid doesn't go to college? You know, lots of kids will surprise us and be like, yeah, chill, mom. <laughs> so it sounds like there's a lot of ways that you don't want to use it for retirement. But if that's, if that's what you need to do, you're not going to lose the money or lose the investment. Yeah. And most commonly, people are able to find another use for the money, whether, you know, another something else that they weren't initially thinking for the student but it happens to be a qualified expense, again, like an apprenticeship program, or again, they can transfer to a family member um, or even back to themselves if they want to further their own education. So there's often a way in which the money gets used. And very few people that I've heard from regret the fact that they've saved the money over time because that's money that, you know, even if you don't use it for the intended purpose, it's you've had that discipline of saving over time. Your account has grown in value at whatever the rate of return is. And even if you have taxes and penalties on that, you've still made that act of saving for this future expense and its resources, you know, it's, it's assets you have that you've saved over time and have been working for you. Um, but always we encourage families to, to first look for those qualified expenses. 
if that doesn't work out, look for the qualified transfers, again, transferring it to a family member or rolling it over to a a Roth IRA retirement account. Try to make it as flexible as possible since bottom line is when a kid is, a child is born, you have all these dreams and hopes for what they're going to do, but you don't know what they're going to do. My daughter um, (laughs) has lots of ideas about what she wants to do right now. She wants to be a teacher and I think that would be really cool if she wants to do that, but who knows what she'll want to be when she's 18 years old. Yeah, I love that. What would happen if, unbeknownst to the parent, two grandparents got an account for the same child. There can be an unlimited number of accounts for a child. And what happens is within a given state, we do have to track a maximum amount that can be saved for a child. It's a very high amount. It's $500,000 per student is a lifetime maximum within a state that can be saved. So we would have safeguards in place to make sure that families collectively don't exceed those limits. We've actually have never had anyone hit that limit. So it shouldn't be a concern for most families. But, you know, that's kind of up to the family and what they, you know, some grandparents do want to kind of make it, have it be a secret so they can either, you know, we don't know the different like family composition uh, dynamics going on. So there could be some of that or it could just be they want to have it be a big special surprise down the road for the student that they kind of unveil later. That's kind of up to the family's own choices of what they want to make. I, I do think a lot of grandparents in particular find it really helpful to know that these plans you name the student, whoever you want to save for as the beneficiary, but you are the account owner. You're in full control of the money that you're saving and uh, all the way up until distributing it. So you can direct where the money goes, or you could choose to transfer ownership to the student or their parent at a later time. But a lot of grandparents, it really appeals to them because for estate planning purposes, they may want to have it dedicated to a specific um, purpose. But again, they want to, then they still have control of the asset. But again, anyone who's trying to get sophisticated with estate planning and, and tax treatment of various things, they're going to want to talk to financial planners and tax advisors on that. So you're on the kind of the beginning end of this with your job, getting people to sign up. Do you ever get to experience yourself personally when people come full circle and the kids go to college? Or Yes, uh, it's great. We do hear from our customers quite often, oh. usually through our folks in the our contact center who are helping families. And they often will just get into conversation about their stories. And the cool thing is many of our team members are participants themselves and have recently sent have graduating high school seniors or students who are actively in college or ones who have even finished college already or took an alternative pathway and they had to redirect their funds. So here's a great example. Uh, Someone on our team, her son, went to WSU. to, uh, But the problem was he was a freshman the first year of COVID. So his whole freshman experience was really rocky. He just decided that that wasn't going to be a good fit for him long term. So it was kind of an unfortunate situation in the moment, but the money they'd saved was was there available for his use. And he did ultimately decide to go into an apprenticeship program and learn to be a lineman. And he was able to use those funds for lineman school. And now he is, um, you know, he's probably making more money than a lot of recent college graduates very early on in his life. And that was his mom was able to help set him up with that by the savings efforts she'd done. So this thing that initially was very stressful for them, didn't know what they were going to do. They had that ability to redirect their funds. And then he's very happy and loving the career he's doing. And then on the other hand, you know, her daughter is a freshman at WSU this year and she is using their GET funds for her her undergraduate education and she loves it there and is planning to stay long term. So, you know, two different paths for two different students and the savings efforts were able to help them both on their way. So, Well, and, you know, who who would ever think that we would have a pandemic and to think that this plan still served its purpose? Right, right, exactly. You know, the pandemic has been 
uh, a very challenging time for everyone on so many fronts. But we've continued to see families put their trust in us to save with the GET program or with Dream Ahead. And it's gone up and down, you know. Families are strained right now uh, with inflation and various uh, shocks to the economy. But we are still seeing a lot of people make that commitment. And I think that's an important thing to think about these programs, especially if you get started early. It doesn't have to be a huge financial commitment. You can do small amounts over time. And families might want to think about how their budget, family budget changes over time. As you advance in your career and you might have opportunities to get promotions, you could think about putting some of that away into college savings. Or a great one that's very relevant for me right now is we have daycare costs, which aren't cheap, but less than two years, my daughter's going to be going into kindergarten. That daycare expense will be reduced and we can funnel some of that money that we're otherwise already paying each month into the college savings. And so that's money we're not necessarily going to miss. We probably don't want to redirect all of it because we may have other purposes. But but again, thinking about those strategic ways in which you can manage the budget. And if you have newly freed up funds, consider putting that towards savings in general. You know, there might be a variety of ways in which you want to save. We think college savings is an important part of the pie there, but we also recognize families have other needs such as retirement they need to save for too. So attend to those things as well. We're talking with Luke Miner, WA 529, the college saving plan. Before we go, one of the questions I remember, and I know you've answered it before for me, when I first heard about this, I thought I just had so many questions. Do you contribute every month? Can you contribute once a, once a year? Like, how does that work? Uh, the answer to all of those questions is yes. So <laughs> they're very flexible in how you can interact with them. Again, the first thing is to get the account started. Even if you only have $25 to get started, there's no enrollment fee for these plans. You go to 529.wa.gov. You do your research. You figure out which one is a good one to get started with. Uh, We also encourage families just to explore all the various college savings options. We have links to other resources where they can learn about other tools. But we think our plans are particularly good. And so if a family makes that choice, it's easy to sign up, 15 minutes. $25 is all you need to get started. No enrollment fee. And then we encourage families to get an automatic payment plan set up either through linking their bank account or uh, they can do it through payroll deduction at many workplaces around the state. Get that monthly habit going on. Even if it's $25, $50, we accept uh, relatively small amounts on any given payment you send in. Then you can supplement that when, say, during tax season and you're expecting a tax return, you could put some of that money towards it as a one-time payment. Um, Again, holidays. We talked about gifting to accounts. We talked about the fact that you don't even have to be the uh, child's parent to be an account owner. You can open it for yourself or grandchild, niece or nephew. I think the key is to be creative and resourceful and be where it fits within your budget, what you can comfortably afford. It's great to have that kind of ongoing habit of something happening regularly and then supplement when you can with those one-time contributions as well. You had mentioned one time about open enrollment. The GET program, thank you for reminding me. Uh, We are in open enrollment season for GET uh, from November 1st through May 31st. And what happens is we take the summer off to reprice our tuition units, and then we reopen every fall in November. The Dream Ahead program is open year-round. So right now, as we're talking, you can enroll in both programs, and that'll be good through the month of May. Come May, Dream Ahead will still be open over the summer, but GET will be closed for a couple months and while we reprice things. Okay. So now now is the time to get to get started, but regardless of the enrollment window, now is always a great time to get started with your college savings because again, the sooner you get started, the more time you have for your money to work for you. You'll be surprised at how those efforts can add up. The other important thing whether you're saving actively for college or not, we I work for a state agency called the Washington Student Achievement Council. And we administer the state's financial aid. And unfortunately, our state, even though we have one of the most generous financial aid packages in the country, we have one of the lowest rates of financial aid form completion, the FAFSA, the Federal 
financial aid form. And so we've been working hard to get the word out to make sure that families, no matter what their financial status is, whether they think they'll qualify or not, apply for financial aid because it unlocks lots of opportunities, not just for need-based aid at schools, but some schools require you to complete the FAFSA to be eligible for certain grants and scholarships that they offer. So families should be doing the financial aid forms. They should be looking at scholarship opportunities. Most families rely on a variety of ways to pay for college. You might have your savings. You might have grants and scholarships and financial aid, probably some out-of-pocket expenses through part-time job the student has or the parents paying out-of-pocket. And then the goal is, again, that student loans can be part of the mix, but we want it to be as small of a piece of that as possible. I love how it's almost like grace. It's like, do it when they're little. Oh, yeah, but if you can't, do it when they're older. Just do it because every little bit is going to help. We're here to help, whether it's through our programs and the college savings programs. If people have any questions about getting started, any reservations, we're there. Have folks that are happy to help answer your questions. And again, I work for the state agency called the Washington Student Achievement Council, who can also help families as they're getting towards the college part of the journey. Think about the other funding opportunities that are available to help them pay for college. So there's a lot of resources available through the state, and we're just trying to help families become educated on that so that, again, it, it removes the stress when you get to the moment because there's already a lot going on with the whole college experience. And so why not remove as much of the financial stress as we can? Getting a head start on all this, removing some uh, factors of the financial stress can go a long way in just helping it be a successful transition for parents and students and ultimately setting them up for succeeding in school. So it's not only getting to college, it's persisting in getting that credential, whether it's a four-year degree, whether it's a certificate or an associate's degree or learning a trade. It's to persist, get through, complete so that you're ready for the workforce to find that job that you're the whole reason you went in the first place. Not be saddled with that student debt that can make it harder to get started on buying a car, buying your first home. We're talking with Luke Miner with WA 529, Washington College Savings Plan. I want people to think about saving early as young as possible for their students. And the easiest way to learn how to do that is at 529.wa.gov. So go to 529.wa.gov. You'll learn why saving from a young age is important for your student to set them up for future success. And start today and start small and make regular efforts over time. And you'll be surprised at how those savings add up. I'm Lori Hardy. And thanks for listening in today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference.